the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's get underway. It is uh, Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday. We are closer to Friday than we were on Monday. And for many of us, tomorrow's our last day of the week. We're off Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And I'm looking forward to a three-day weekend. I'm looking forward to Easter on Sunday as well. So a lot of good things still in front of us. Looks like uh, the unsettled weather is going to move out for perhaps a day. Uh, here after uh, we get through today and then we'll have a little bit more rain coming up this weekend they're calling for some rain uh, over the easter holidays i hope not much uh at sunrise i i don't know how many sunrise services are happening uh this year they used to have one down by uh, the the riverfront i don't know if they still have that now or not i haven't gotten any notification of it if I do, I'll let you know about it because that's something that people like to do. It's kind of to, in their own minds, kind of relive the resurrection day of Christ. And uh, the the women ran down to the uh, to tomb of, uh, of Jesus at sunrise. So that's where the whole idea of a sunrise service comes from uh, that they, they go to. Uh, the box that I sent over to Oklahoma to my grandson should be arriving today. Uh, it uh, it has some odds and ends in it for um, for him for his Easter, along with his Bible and things of that nature that we've sent to him. So he'll have all of that uh, for his celebration coming up this weekend. So, I mean, you know, this is for a kid. It's kind of a cool thing because. You get to go to church and go to Sunday school and all of that. And then uh, earlier in the morning, you had gotten up. And uh, at least my mom and dad hid an Easter basket somewhere in the house. You had to find it. and had some pretty good stuff in it. And uh, it was the first real influx of candy since Halloween. So <laughs> you were always always looking for it. Now, we had just finished our halloween candy i've told you that story many a times of how much candy uh, my brothers and i went out and got on uh, on halloween uh night i'm I'm talking you know those big big mixing bowls the glass ones we'd fill up like 10 of those just full of candy and uh mom would ration us of course because you you had all the baked goods and stuff at, at Christmas time, so there was candy left over in springtime from uh, from the fall. But uh, 
Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend for everybody. Uh, find your way to church. It's a very important day uh, to remember the resurrection of of Jesus. Um, our whole uh, faith depends on it. So good that uh, you get out and remember that and and take advantage of what he did uh, on the cross. All right, good to have you with us today. Uh, Robert will be here in just a few moments. He and I are going to talk about a few things. Now, by the way, if you've been out buying the, you know some stuff for that Easter basket, you paid a lot more. Um, the um, you know the the amount that uh, they're saying your prices have increased, the inflation eight and a half percent, up eight and a half uh, per, eight, eight and a half percent year after year to year. Now, the last time it was that high was the year that uh, Ronald Reagan just took over as president after being elected to uh, the White House over Jimmy Carter. Uh, Jim Garrity, who works for the uh, magazine uh, National Review, kind of did a rundown for us. I want to bring it to you. He says, compared to a year ago, you're paying 48% more today for gasoline. Uh, you are paying uh, 35.3% more for a used car. 21.6% more for your natural gas bill. 13.7% more for meat, fish, and eggs. 12.5% more for a new car, if you can get one. Uh, 11.1% more for your electricity. 10% more for food at home. 7.7% more for transportation. 6.9% more for food away from home. 6.8% more for your clothes. And 5% more for your house or your apartment. You know, Americans aren't in a bad mood right now just because of gas prices. They're in bad mood because everything is more expensive out there and uh, much more expensive than it has been. All right, let's go ahead and get our first break. Robert's here. We'll let him get set up while we're we're going. You know, he's got his man bag hanging over his neck, and I thought you were wearing suspenders there for a moment. I looked up. I said, "Ooh, he's showing himself off that he is from the east," but no, it's not. He still believes he's an Arkansan, an Arkansan from the extreme northeast corner. All right, Dave Ellswick Show, East End Towing. Don't forget about them. Uh, they want you to remember. A lot of you will be traveling. Uh, here probably leaving late tomorrow, get to, you know, grandma's house or mom and dad's house, whatever. See your family for the uh, Easter celebrations. You're going to be out doing your thing. And, uh, you know, you want to be careful while you're out on the highway uh, because people are going to break down and there's going to be a lot more cars on the road. And that means the guys that are doing the towing out there are going to be on the shoulder 
And, uh, you know, you don't want to be on the same side of the highway as they are. You should be on the other side, giving them as much room as you can so they can do their job. I, I know how I feel when I have a, a flat tire. Well, I don't feel this way often now because I've got, you know, I pay money every year so that if I get a flat tire, somebody comes out and changes it for me. I don't do it. But that person who's changing the tire, a lot of times just right there on the side of the road, kind of hanging out there in that lane. And, you know, you get trucks, all those trucks tend to move to the other side and cars that because the truck moved over to the other side, decides to go around the truck and gets it a little bit too close to you. Uh, you know, give them, give people extra room, let them do their jobs and do it safely that they don't have to worry about, you know, losing their bippy in the process as far as that's concerned. East End Towing, uh, they want you to take that safety advice as it's meant, just safety advice and to keep your thoughts about that and keep people safe on the roads. Give them a call if you need them, uh, 501-888-8849. That's uh, 501-888-8849. All right, here it is, 18 minutes after 6. Let me run over some of these uh, numbers uh, that uh, Garrity brought out from National Review. And National Review is a nationally renowned conservative magazine. Yeah, yeah, top-notch, top-notch. People, people know that what you get there, you're going to get the, you're the real deal. They're kind of like the Wall Street Journal. That's right. That's kind of how they're looked at. Uh, he says, you're paying 48% more today for your gasoline, 35.3% more for a used car, 21.6% more for your natural gas, 13.7% more for meat, fish, and eggs. So, you know, it's not, you're not having some kind of hallucination when you look at, you know, a ribeye and it's like $16 a pound. Look at the price of chicken. Have you seen the price of chicken? No, I haven't. Has it really gone up? Through the roof. All right. Yeah, because I like that. What I usually buy is I buy that big plastic bag full of thigh, uh, thighs yeah. and legs that are hooked together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like 10 pounds. That's excuse right. Excuse me, 10 pounds for a little over $10. Evidently, I'm going to get sticker shock this next yeah, time. You huh? will. Take a look. It's really something else. Okay. Uh, they said uh, 12.5% more for a new car. Now, that's if you can find one. That's a good point, right? <laughs> you know, you got to find it first. Your electric bill, I've noticed this. My electric bill is up. It, uh, I don't know if it's 11.1%, but I bet you it's close. Yeah. Uh, your food at home, if you're buying and, and, and making it yourself, is up uh, a dime on a dollar. Uh, 7.7% more you're paying for transportation. And by that, they're talking about taking trains, taking airplanes, and all those type of things. Uh, 6.9% more for food away from home. I've noticed that. Uh, you go out and eat, it's more expensive, and I understand why it's more expensive. Uh, 6.8% more for your clothes. 5% more for your house. Now, yesterday, Biden was in Ohio. And why did he say all the prices are up? He calls it the... Putin price hike. 
Now, it, I, I, it's so disingenuous. Yeah, I know it is because let's remember what he said about a little over a year ago. Okay, now the invasion's only been going on for fifty days, so we're talking a year, three hundred and sixty-five days. That's a, a lot more time, right? You remember the word transitory? Yes. Do you yes. remember that word that Indeed. was being used? Yeah, yeah temporary, right? Yeah, you're temporary. noticing. You're noticing this uh, inflation, but it's only transitory. Hey, Dave, all of our lives are temporary. Yeah, that's right. It's transitory. It's what they were saying. The last time inflation was at this height was when President Reagan was elected to uh, the presidency and Jimmy Carter, the door was hitting him in the butt as he right. left the White House. right. That's the last time that it was this high. And it would be higher now if they figured out inflation the way they did during the Carter administration. Right. It'd probably be 3 or 4% higher. So think about it this way. They could have really bummed us out by saying inflation was 11% year to year. But they, they, uh, they, don't, they don't include inflation energy prices now when they're doing inflation <laughs> which of course isn't that it, amazing right like it's one of our biggest expenses yes is gas and energy oh see we're going to cut that out this is the kind of make-believe that we have to live in uh, under the leftists you know it, they make up language we talk about this all the time dave on your show on 101.1 fm the answer we talk about the fact that the left makes up language so hey your prices have gone up by this percentage well what about all the the gas and fuel oh no no we don't count that yeah we don't count that but well, it's what i've always said i always say figures don't lie right people but liars figure. <laughs> figure exactly that's exactly what i'm referring to you know you can make figures say just about whatever you want them to that's right uh Especially if you're the person who controls which figures you look at. That's right. And that's uh, where we're at. Uh, the big story, big story is, what was it? Uh, what what did uh, Putin, not, not Putin, but uh, what did uh, Biden call Putin yesterday? Uh, oh, a war criminal. He is a war uh, criminal. Well, he called him more than a oh. war criminal. I forget what oh, the he exact said, um, word. Uh, genocide. He's committed yeah, genocide. committed genocide yesterday. That's right. And uh, somebody asked him, well, that's not what the White House lawyers said. I'll let them fight over the definition. Well, good. By the I, way, I you give know him what? credit for that. Exactly. Exactly. He is a war criminal. He's committing genocide. Um, and I've got no problem if the United States develops a policy to take him out. Sorry. I, I saw that, there, uh, that uh, Putin says now that he's going to get out more. <laughs> he's going to get where out are, more. Where are you going to go? Where are you going? Where are you going to oh, go? My I'm goodness. surely you're not going to leave Russia, right? You know, because you won't stay alive long. They'll they'll arrest you. And I guess do they have the the international court? Is it still in the Hague now? Yes. Okay. Yes. So where they took Milosevic and That's all right. that, they would That's take exactly right. They take uh, Putin there as well. That's exactly right. That, I mean, the last time we've had this type of just wanton killing, and and not even at this type of. Uh, uh, rapid killing that's going on was in uh over there in the, the baltics that's, that's right that's where it was going on that's right there. those europeans man they know how to kill each other <laughs> they really do they're, well, they're they're set- good at it here's the thing that often the left fails to concede 
there are really bad people out there and you can't have tea with them and negotiate like Chamberlain tried during World War II because that is appeasement. And that's what Biden had done early on before this war developed. Oh, well, it'll be okay. And, you know, if he does something, we'll tell him it's really bad. These war criminals yeah, don't we'll respond tell to him that. He's being bad. Exactly. Bad boy. Bad boy. Bad boy. These war criminals don't <laughs> respond to that kind of nonsense. No, they don't. They could care less. That's exactly right. I mean, if you really want to see the results of Ukraine that happened not too long ago, take a look at Aleppo. That's yeah. all you got to yeah. look at. Yeah, Aleppo yeah. is. They say that there's still tens of thousands of people, dead people. Of course, buried right. under the rubble, the right. rubble there, and probably uh, you know, twenty percent of them are kids. It, it, it's just a horror show. Did you see where the Russians now are taking the kids and taking them to to Russia to put them up for adoption? Yeah, there you go. They're that's just that's loaded with war criminals. Uh, I'm not kidding you, right? They they've uncovered already mass graves. They bombed clearly. Uh, civilian locations. To be clear, by the way, even if they bomb military locations, there was no justification for the Russian invasion. No. So, no, so all, all of this is unprovoked. one giant one giant war crime. Yeah, it's all unprovoked, no doubt about it. Interesting uh, story I watched last night. Uh, Real Sports was on last night. I tend to watch some of that stuff. Brian Gumbel is as liberal as they come, but still... This was pretty interesting, talking about the uh, Soviets and how they are wooing other small countries to their cause by selling them good military hardware. Yeah, yeah. Right, take a look at what's happening in Ukraine right now. Right, that, maybe you know, they should upgrade. Maybe they should do some work on those those T seventy two tanks that they got. By the way, I'm going to have I'm going to have Ed on Ed Monk on. He was a tank commander. Oh yeah, he's an expert. And I'll have him on to talk about that and why the uh, A1 Abrams is so much better than the T72. That the Abrams is our tank, and it is an awesome machine. It really, really is. I don't know how the guys do it that serve in the tank corps. Think about a piece of metal that's got metal seats in it that can go down the uh, the road at over sixty miles an hour. Stop on a dime, flip the turret around, and fire and fire that huge cannon. And can you imagine how loud that is? I mean, they've got ear protection on, but still, the my understanding is they can the the newest tanks can shoot while moving as well. Well, they now can move yeah. and do it. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that has to do with the lasers that they're using, right? right? As far as that's all concerned. Well, we'll we'll get that on and talk about yeah. that. I, I He's an expert. Him, yeah, he is. I mean. He was a tank commander. That's what my dad was. Except, oh, is that right? Except he had a Sherman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which at the time. Of course. Which at the time was, you know, the the the, the tip of the spear, so to speak. That's right. That's you right. Know, he fought, yeah, he fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Wow. So that was um, that was his claim to fame. Uh, didn't ever talk about it. Really? Oh, too many wow. dead people. Wow. You, know, you said you wouldn't believe the death. Right. And then he got... You know, it was in the winter time, so it was cold. So mm-hmm. they didn't have to put up until the springtime came and Hitler had fallen, and then all the dead people started stinking mm-hmm. and said mm-hmm. it was bad, mm-hmm. really bad. So uh, Bolkenwald, I think that's how it's Bolkenwald, yes. yeah, that was uh, the camp that his uh, 
folks went in and really and wow and and, and liberated with wow. Patton. That was, those that's where Patton first saw it. Right. And the now Patton was a tough cookie. All right, he was a tough man. And they said when he saw the death that was there and how these people had been treated and what they had done to the Jews there, that he walked away and just hurled his guts out. Yeah, yeah. Just puked. You might recall I worked for the United States Senate Judiciary Committee and I was attached with the senator who's now the governor of Ohio. DeWine. Right, Mike DeWine. Um, and uh, by the way, uh, he's one of the most pro-life um I would say legislators, but now he's an executive uh, that the country has seen, <clears throat> and I worked for him. That was part of my portfolio. Hold Did on. you keep that? Thought? Yes, sir. All right. We'll finish that story up when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. we got to get to the news, bring you up to date. I'm sure they'll have more on that shooting that occurred in New York City mm-hmm. on the subway. We'll talk about that. Here it goes. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, talk to you a little bit about Pat Davis. Talk to you a little bit about health insurance you know health insurance if you can get it at a right price uh, can be very beneficial Uh, but if you get it at the right price and you go wow this is exactly what i wanted only 350 400 a month right but then you read the fine print and it says deductible eight thousand dollars a year is that all yeah so that you can you know it's all coming out of your pocket until you take care of that deductible. I'll give you a good example of this. I uh, had to go, I, I take uh, two medications from my type 2 diabetes. They got one that they give me, uh, which is insulin. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one called uh, Victoza that I take, about 0.65 milligrams. And it's good and, and helps with my heart and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Victoza, when I uh, went and got it for the first time this year was five hundred and sixty five dollars oh, oh my goodness for two months five six and you know why i had to make my deductible that's right right and uh when i paid that the next time i bought victosa which by the way was a week and a half ago mm-hmm. it was ninety dollars for two pins right so it was like Still not the cheapest. 400 and something yeah. dollars cheaper than it had been. It was Indeed. incredible. But anyway, Indeed. those deductibles can uh, eat your lunch. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. And you need to talk to Pat Davis and have him uh, walk you through this because he can save you some money on all of that. Just give him a call at 501-605-6935. He can't help me right now because I'm on Medicare. Uh you know, I'm at that age now. But okay. but you can still get the supplemental through him, right? You well, know, I the, got I got call a, that? I've got a supplemental, but I've got I, I don't have Advantage because okay. that's hard to get anymore. Okay. So I do have a supplemental, but it's through Elder Care. Okay. And I pay a little bit more for that to save a whole lot of money. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, that's uh, what Pat Davis can do for you. He can save you money, and saving money is not a bad thing in this time of uh, inflation choose any provider in the nation he can still do all this for you no co-pays all happens with pat davis 501-605-6935 oh by the way how about if you're the person who's given you your service at the hospital sends you a check back yeah we owe you this that's a nice thing too uh your health plan man.com he can help you with all of that it's amazing what the guy can do 
He's got a, he's got a great system. He really does. All right, 637. And uh, we were talking about uh, inflation, inflation higher now, year to year, uh, than it was back in 81 when Carter lost the White House and Reagan took over. How long did it take? Do you remember? You who are old enough to remember, do you remember how long it took Volcker to get it under control? It, it was it was somewhere in the middle of Reagan's ter- two, two terms. Years. Yeah. Two yeah. years. Yeah. For him to, to get it turned around and uh, have enough jobs that people were taking because you didn't have a lot of the government uh, extra money out there going to people. You had to get off your bippy and work. I like using the word bippy. That's for everybody used to watch laughing. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And uh, he did a good job. In two years, the economy was roaring again. Dave, let's talk briefly about how hardworking Arkansans are being overtaxed because it relates to the same notion, right? Money is money. So it's coming out of your pocket. It's coming out of your pocket as a consequence of inflation, meaning when you go buy a chicken now, it costs you, I don't know the percentage. I'm just going to yeah. make this up. But instead of five bucks, you're paying 10 bucks, uh-huh. meaning you've lost $5. Right. Okay. Well, how else are, is your pocket being picked? Your pocket's being picked in a variety of ways. Let me highlight two of them that are related to you. Uh, one of them, thanks to our good friend, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton initiated the car tax, meaning... You own a car. You purchase it. Let's say you purchase it outright. Now, even if you purchase it on a loan like most of us have done, doesn't matter. But let's say, just for the sake of argument, you own it outright. Well, no, you don't. No. Well, you know why no, you don't? Because every year the government says, for you to continue to own your car, you pay us. Bill Clinton tax, and so far... The used car tax, what they call it. No, that's a different thing. That's oh. what I'm going to highlight okay, to you, right? Go ahead. This is the property tax. Oh, yes. Right? So, uh, you own this car, but you're taxed every year simply for owning it. Bill Clinton put that in place, and we've got a Republican governor and a Republican but not fully conservative legislature that has yet to repeal that tax. I will work to repeal that tax, by the way. Related to that is the used car sales tax. So you go buy a new car. You saved up for 20 years, and for the first time in your life, you decide to go out and buy a brand new car. Well, government gets a bite out of that. You pay them a sales tax. Well, then, you know, five, eight years later, you decide, you know what, I'm going to sell that car. So you sell that car at obviously a lower price to somebody else, and this guy who's a hardworking guy goes buys an eight-year-old car, and guess what he has to do? Write a check not only to you, but to the government for sales tax. Yep. Well, wait, didn't the government already get sales tax on that? Yep. Of course they did. I, I thought it was illegal to double tax. It, it, you would think, but the answer is no. But I would make it illegal in this context. I would eliminate the, uh, the sales tax on all used cars. But Rob, but Rob, we need that money. Excuse me. Excuse me. Our Kansans are some of the most overtaxed Americans. My sister lives, wait for it, in leftist Massachusetts. And her overall tax rate is lower than mine. Yeah. How can that be? Our gas tax is highest in the region. Our income tax is highest in the region. Uh, our We've got a property tax on real property, meaning houses, plus a property tax on cars. Yep. It's outrageous. And some people say, well, luckily I rent, so I don't pay that property tax. Oh, yeah, oh yes, you do. you do. 
Oh, they added that into your rent. You your rent it. would be lower. Yes. If there was no such thing as a as a real property tax. Now, if you're a real lefty, here's what you're right. saying. No, it right. wouldn't be. It wouldn't be lower. They'd keep the difference. Oh, of course they would. Right? I mean, the lefties <laughs> That's would. That's what they would say. We, they wouldn't charge you less. They That's would, right. They would charge you as if the tax was still there. I met, I met a lefty recently. Nice guy, but he goes, well, I'm okay with the, uh, with the gas tax because that goes to a good thing that is building roads. Well, what are the other taxes? No, it right. First of all, it doesn't. They spread that around. Do you know it goes to for flowers? Well, of course. You know, for you know, going out and making things look pretty. It goes for those big panels when the, that they put up on the walls when they build That's up right. the expressways. The right. You know, you got to put that up. You, you got to you got to have a picture of Arkansas under the outline of a map of Arkansas right. because you would not know where you were at if you didn't do that. I remember when the law school at which I teach uh, was renovating the building, and it was a, a well ta- I mean, needed renovation. The building had been quite old and run down, but there was always that little bit. So after the renovation, they put up all these flat screen TVs in the building. Now this is. Roughly a decade ago, flat screen TVs. Where they were expensive. That's right, they were. I did. I literally owned zero flat screens. I had a regular tube television right. at that point, and they put up flat screens throughout the building. And you know what was on the flat screens? The weather. The weather, right? Because or the schedule. Not even. That's one that always drove right, me nuts. Right. And this is right. So this is the point: is that these uh, when when government spends your money. They don't treat it the same way no, as if you're treating it. Yeah, that's, I think everybody, under, for the most part, everybody understands that, Robert, that, you know, they think it's their money. It's not, and they don't spend it they, the way that they spend their own money for the most part. There's some that do. There's some that, you know, are as tight controlling tax dollars as they are their own dollars. That's how I would do it. But that's typically not the way they do it. Uh, I understand that when the government takes your money, they are, as lawyers point out, because that's what we do, they are in a fiduciary relationship. They owe you the utmost and highest uh, regard, but they don't act that way. No, they're supposed to get as much out of your dollar as they possibly can, yeah. and they don't do they it a do lot of not. times. Do you see how, how easily and often the government is overbilled? It's a crime. No, look at, you know, it's supposed to be the lowest bidder. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Real, keep an eye on that because I'm going to tell you, it's usually the lowest bidder that's your friend. You Not only that, they've got all these set-asides now. Oh, you're the lowest bidder with these uh, biological parts or with, the, with this correct. color scheme. Wait, what? Wait, what? Let me give you a really good example of that. When they were renovating 67 here just a few years ago, Coming into uh, Jacksonville, there was a bridge that was going in. People remember this that drove it every day like I did going up to Cabot or, you know, Austin or wherever. And all of a sudden, they stopped working on it. Mm -hmm. And what had happened was that when uh, they they let the, 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 the contract out, they didn't look at one company, and they had a few extra minorities in this company. They stopped the work on that bridge, tore out the work that had been done, gave the the uh, the 
contract, new contract to this company, and they then took over putting it in. I don't know how much more money that cost us, but it cost us a pretty penny. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. And that's why, because when the leftists pursue their so-called social social warrior justice nonsense, you're paying for it, Dave, and I'm paying for it. And it's a downright crime. I've talked about on your show before, Dave, on, on the Dave Ellswick show, that... The Arkansas Economic Development Commission wrote a 25, every year, $25,000 check to the private lobbyists, the Chamber of Commerce. What for? To give an award to the governor's award to private business for having a good process improvement. I thought the good process, the reward for good process improvement is that a business makes money. Yeah. No, that should, it, it should have been like this. Hey, you know, you really did good. Right. You got 25, you, we're giving, we're not going to give you $25,000, but what you did is you saved the state taxpayers $100,000. By the way, it's not about saving the state. It's, you know, ex-co, ex-corporation selling products to us and doing it allegedly efficiently. It has nothing to do with the state, but the state is subsidizing it. Last time I checked, that's socialism. Yeah. And this government right now is doing that. I will stop that. All right. At least you'll bring it forth and people will know about it. Oh, trust me. They don't know about it right now. People say, how do you know you're going to stop it? Have you met me, Dave? You'll be. Have you met me? I, you know, they always say this, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Well, that's the other thing. I got to think that you'll get grease. (laughs) Yeah. I'll get some grease or, or you can vote for a marshmallow. Yeah. Right. That's your choice. Yeah. We'll see. I just, I just think it's hilarious the way. Yeah, I'm. If you don't laugh about it, that's right. You're going to cry. You're going to cry because they'll tell you that they cannot lower taxes a lot because they need as many dollars as they're getting. And if you do the math and you, if you, they would really look at these different uh, divisions and departments, you could, you could easily. I'm telling you easily, Charlie Collins, I'm telling you, you could easily save 10% like that. Hey, Dave, you got to fund the bureaucracy. That's what they say, not yeah. me. Yeah, I got you. All right, let's take a break. It's about 10 minutes till 7. Uh, Bruce Westerman will join us, the uh, congressman from District 4. We'll talk to him 735. But until then, there's a lot of stuff for us to talk about here on the show like did you know that the shooter in New York was black? Oh, the you, news won't you tell you. Yeah, the news in New York will not tell you. They will not tell you. All right, so Dave Ellswick Show. You stick around with us. Don't forget about PI Roofing. I was just talking about, uh, you know, getting your roof fixed up in Cabot again. I was driving down 67 the other day and looked over. I was heading uh, into Little Rock and looked to my left, and there is a huge field now of uh, solar panels that's out there. I mean, a big field. I don't know whose it belongs to. I'll have to check into that, see who's uh, getting into the the new economy, so to speak. But I bet you they were happy to see all of the big hail falling in in the Cabot area here just the last couple of days. I mean, there was hail coming down the size of uh, softballs in, in Cabot. It was bad. And I kept thinking while I was in my little cubby hole, I kept thinking, 
Can I call Joel Johnson at PI Roofing and get my another roof? Just six. The one I got is six weeks old. You know, kind of thing. If it needed, yeah, I guess he would do it. I'm sure that he would deal with it. But anyway, uh, this is what's good about PI Roofing. Uh, right now, there's a lot of you that need some work. If you'll call PI Roofing at five zero one seven zero seven thirty five fifty one, they're going to send somebody out to look at your roof. They'll they'll take a look at it, find out what's wrong with it, get with the appraiser for your uh, your insurance, get it so that you're only paying like your deductible. In some cases, you can even move it around and and get uh, the deductible paid as well. But uh, you know, Joel Johnson and PI Roofing do the job for you and do it very well. Alan Kerr, who handles my home insurance, uh, tells me that's the people that he likes to do business with. Because they do such a good job. It's uh, 501-707-3551 or visit them online. That's piroofing.com. All right, we just got a few minutes left here in this uh, uh, hour. We've already got it through an hour. It's amazing to me how fast this show goes. Uh, want to go back and talk a little bit more. Again, don't let what the administration is saying uh throw you off i mean they're trying to say all of this inflation only came on because of what putin's doing that is not true we've known about all of this for over a year well here's the thing dave did did your gas go up prior to the invasion because mine did what i'm saying mine did yeah that's that's the whole point of what i'm talking about that's why i'm trying to get people to understand the whole thing of them saying transitory. You'll remember last year, about this time, they were saying, oh, it's transitory. Last on, and, uh, the, and then the president said, well, some economists are saying it's going to last a long time. I don't think that. Well, now we know about what he thinks. Well, Dave, as, as we discussed in a prior segment, it's all transitory because we're all here only for a limited time and then we turn to dust. Yeah, they, they spent a whole year downplaying inflation fears. It, despite the warnings that were out there, and uh, I kept telling you, this was Jimmy Carter 2.0. Well, you remember during Carter, the, the, someone said inflation. They said, don't say inflation. You're going to spook us, right? So what? So the person said, "Okay, I'll call it a bagel, but it's yeah. still inflation." <laughs> it's so good. That's when the press really was the press. That's right. That 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 was good. I mean, remember, Jimmy Carter was a Democrat, so oh, gosh, they no. were they were they were attacking him. But I will say this: at least he was a Democrat that loved this country. Yeah. Now I wonder about democrats some of them at i least. really do not all i really them, but do some of them all right so a year ago inflation was only transitory mm-hmm. uh, it was being claimed that nobody was suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way no serious economist dismissing price spikes as a high class problem remember that high class just the rich were going to get get it's hit by so this. It's so disingenuous yeah. you know who gets hurt the hardest by inflation yeah poor people working folks Working yeah, folks. Absolutely. You know, and and by the way, I say poor people because that's what most of you're gonna be after about two years. You're gonna of be this. in the poorhouse. Yeah. Hundred percent. You're not gonna you 
you're buying a incredible. used car for eight grand. Uh, you're not you're not the super rich, and yet you're paying both a sales tax on that used car, and you're paying annually every single year. You're paying here's, just to own that car. Here's what they should do. You know they they did this with raising taxes. They said, well, let the people speak. Mm-hmm. Let's put it out there and let them. Say whether they want a half cent sales tax on oh. on fuel, and we'll add it to the state uh, constitution. How about putting out getting rid of the uh, car tax? Yeah, let's let the people decide. That's right. That's you, right. You don't have to vote. I'll vote for that. You just yeah. you you that are the elected officials. You just vote to put it on the ballot, on the ballot exactly. and let us tell you what, what we want you to do. Get rid of it. I bet you we win. <laughs> <laughs> by 90 to 10. Yeah, I bet you we win when it comes down to that. But they're not going to give you the chance of that because they're not afraid of you enough to say we're going to keep taxing you. When that day comes, that's when things will change. All right, got to get our break in. we got news coming your way. i got to start a new cup of uh, pot of coffee. I need more coffee. I'm not, I'm not revved up enough. And we'll be back with you. Don't forget, uh, Congressman Westerman is coming up at uh, 7.35 today on the Dave Ellswick Show. Just breaking today that I want to talk to uh, uh, our guest with today, Robert Steinbach. By the way, Robert is a uh, law professor at Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his uh, alone and not necessarily those of the school of law or uh, the university to which it's tied. So, so many things are bad for the Democrat Party right now in New York that they're running away from being called democrats have you heard this i have not oh i couldn't believe this i was reading this this comes from the uh, the new york post and uh they're saying that uh they're aiming to create a quote independent third party to give uh, candidates some cover uh, maybe the unlike most Democrats, we don't hate you party or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but it's not that easy to fool New York voters. Last year, Nassau County Executive Laura Curran 
created the Common Sense Party for the same reason, but Curran was still ousted as voters flocked to GOP candidate Bruce Blakeman. So the uh, Jacobs-Hochul plan to try the same thing on a larger scale should be telling everybody that not only that they're desperate, but that Democrats are out of new ideas even when it comes to conning the voters. You know, Dave, I've been in Arkansas for about two decades, for about 20 years. Uh, I chose to come here. I'm an Arkansan by choice, I say somewhat jokingly, but of course it's true at, at bottom. I'm originally from New York. You don't understand. You well, you do because you come. You've spent a lot of time, for example, up in uh, up in the Midwest, but in the North, people who grew up in the South don't understand how leftist an environment it is in New York. Meaning, of course, they know New York is a bunch of leftists, but go. Drop yourself in the middle of that sea of leftism. And by the way, when I was there, it wasn't woke leftism, which is the even more distorted version of leftism. Uh, And you come down to Arkansas and people talk plain common sense. You know, it was virtually impossible to even own a gun. I'm not talking about cat. Forget about carrying a gun. No, no. Guns were artwork at best, meaning you can keep it in your house. But if you wanted to take it with you, God forbid. That's what they said, not what I said, right? Right, right. Uh, so when you come to an environment like Arkansas, where people have common sense, it's such a relief. The pressure is let up off you. So when you hear these leftists now starting to say, <clears throat> hey, wait a second, the electorate's starting to wake up to the fact that <clears throat> leftism doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, and that's the point. We've got, uh, and here in Arkansas, as you know, Dave, it's not that long that we remove the Democrats from power and put the Republicans in. And what's going to happen in this election is we're going to remove the rhinos and put the conservatives. Yeah, the in. real hard moderates. It's your time is is <clears throat> is happened. That's now. it. You're gone and gone. And then I've made the the statement before. A lot of people say I can't believe you would say that. Well, here's the key. All right, what I've said. 135, 38 years of Democrat rule. That's right. All right. Crazy, crazy rule. So was was the general populace ready to go solid red, solid conservative? I doubt it. I, I really do. I doubt it. Because I talk to enough of my friends, and they're not as conservative as I am. They're getting there. They are getting there now. Well, they're waking up. Yes. The the wokeism uh, on the right is happening, happening too. A different type of wokeism. People are realizing that leftist wokeism is corrupt and dangerous and insidious. So we're waking up. We're not getting woke. We're waking up. Yeah, and because of that now, we're seeing a lot of things be fought out in the the hallways of the state legislature. That's right. And we're also seeing a lot of the state legislators who were on the fence, so to speak. And I don't really, they were on the fence on, not on social issues, but they were on fiscal issues. Big Well, time. some social issues too. Yeah. By the way, as I mentioned to you off the air, Dave, and I'm going to announce for the first time in public on your show, on the Dave Ellswick Show, because I always break all big news. I'm not joking. On Here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer, I have been endorsed 
by Arkansas right to life in my primary. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm very proud of that. Well, that's a big endorsement. It is a big endorsement. A very big endorsement. And I've said this before. I'll say it one more time. It's, It's time now. Hutchinson's time has run its course. I do believe that he may have been the right person to to ushered us from the crazy democratic way of doing things into a more republican form of government now i'll start calling people out when they're voting against bills that are against your rights well of course and of course what we saw also when uh, the governor vetoed the bill to return a total of sixty thousand dollars to small businesses that was so wrong so wrong it, and people who republicans not conservatives who voted for it the first time flip-flopped and voted against it uh-huh. now remember the governor i think the governor has done a number of good things over his tenure he's been in office quite a long time now well, and eight I th- years right and i think he's done a number of good things but the governor's endorsement remember the governor endorsed it endorsed dan sullivan's opponent and Dan Sullivan won. Yes. So you just decide, you know, how the politics of Arkansas uh, is developing over time. Well, it, and it has. And, and I'm happy to see this happen. And that I believe that we'll have a much more conservative legislature after November. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, we're, we're going to change a third of it. Did you see the Democrat Gazette article on my race, by the way? No, I did not. Oh, there's an outstanding this past Sunday Democrat Gazette article on my race. Send Di- it to me. I will. District 73. And for the first time, we can all say unequivocally that I'm the only conservative in the race. What do I mean by that? That the, my opponent says he's not a conservative. He says I am running as a moderate, and I say, as I am, I'm running as a conservative. So the choice is clear. And I've, I've met people, uh, you know, for, in the supermarket, for example, who have said, oh, well, I'm a moderate. I said, well, then you should vote for the other guy, because I'm a conservative. Uh-huh. But if you're a conservative, there's only one conservative in the race. So it's really clear. The people get to make this choice. And if there are a bunch of moderates out there, then have at it. Is that what you think that he is he is hoping is that because it's up in the the heights i guess that the people up there uh, aren't for you know uh, you know rock steady gun rights and things of that nature well there's one of two possibilities either he's trying to appeal to what he thinks is the electorate and that means he's lying or he's actually a moderate which is not what i am and by the way not what i believe the people want to elect so either way it ain't the right choice. Oh, I got you. Right. Okay. I'm just wondering what you thought. Yeah. I don't know I, what I'm motivates gonna be, him. I'm going to be in touch. Uh, i got to get in touch with his, yeah. the people that are running his campaign. I'd like to have uh, him on and then have both of you on together. Let's have a debate. He's afraid to debate me, Dave. Uh, I We had a forum in Little Rock that he was scheduled to attend. And the people that were hosting it, I have no relationship with them at all. I don't know them. They're, they're saying, is he here? Is he here? We spent like five minutes looking for him. He was a no-show. 
He's afraid to debate me, and that's why I call him Johnny Crickets, because all you hear <laughs> when, you, when you try to listen to him is crickets, and his name rhymes with crickets essentially as yeah. well, right? So Johnny Crickets is nowhere to be found. He's afraid to debate me. He was a no-show on a, a forum that wasn't even a debate. He just would have said his piece, and I would have said my piece. Go look at his fa- Facebook page. He's got about three posts, all of them endorsing the Chamber of Commerce because he's uh, beholden to big business and big money and big pharma. He's got downtown what seems to be some sort of headquarters. He's outside of his district. But you know where he's inside of? He's inside of Lobbyist Row. Yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you about because, you know, people hear you talking about, uh, you know, big pharma and things of that nature. That does not mean you're anti-big business. Absolutely not. But I'm not beholden to big business. And when you start, here's your classic example. I testified. He's never testified to the best of my knowledge in the legislature. I've testified in the legislature, the Arkansas legislature, more times than I can remember offhand. I testified right after the Chamber of Commerce and uh, Tyson's. Tyson, Tyson's, I always forget which one it is. Um, And... Uh, they got up there and they said, we as big business, not small business, you right, didn't hear it from right. small business. My father was a small businessman for 25 years, by the way. We as big business are going to tell you, you must get the jab. You must get vaccinated. And as you know, Dave, and we said it on the air and some folks don't like this. We've been vaccinated because we made that yep. choice. So be it. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't mean I don't think the government should tell you you must get vaccinated. That's right. It's right after the that's mandatory colonoscopy. You know, keep <laughs> keep your hands off of any end of my body. Thank you very much. With or without cameras. Do you take the pills or do you do the liquid? Uh, liquid. No, you did the yeah, liquid. liquid. I did the pills. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I testified against the mandatory vaccine. That's the thing with big business. I shop at Walmart. I shop at Sam's. I shop at Sam's competitors, Costco. Why? Because I go where the best deal is. Um, in any event, when you take the position of big business only in today's world, you're, you're taking the position against individual liberties. That's the problem. And my opponent is against individual liberties. Let's have a debate, Johnny Crickets. Show up. Show up. All right. Don't forget that uh, you can hear Robert Steinbach every Sunday at noon right here at 101.1 FM. Including this Sunday, this yeah. Easter Sunday. I'm recording ahead of time for right. this Easter Sunday. All right. Is your guest going to be the Easter Bunny? Exactly. Okay. Anyway, just wondering. All right, let's let's get a break in, then we'll come back and continue on. Uh, I got to call Billy Mack today. Yeah. Uh, before what about? I well, I want to talk to him about getting a security system put on the Ellswick household. Gotcha. Yeah, my my wife didn't realize she was doing it, but she said maybe we need one of those cameras. Mm-hmm. That's all I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. All right, now it's time for me to call Billy Mack, get him out there, and let's talk about a, a security system because. He's got those doorbell cameras, and he's got other cameras uh, that he can put on. And they're not just those, like the ones that you see on A&E when they're trying to solve a crime, and the the people look like they kind of glow in the dark, and you can't make out facial uh, recognition or any of that kind of stuff. No, these are 1080p. These are the kind of cameras that, you know, gives you a picture like what you see on direct television on your big screen TV at, at home. Door and window sensors, the indoor and outdoor cameras, the doorbell cameras, the motion detection, the analytics that tells you whether it's a person, animal, or a car, 
all delivered to your phone. Uh, also, let's say somebody pulls up to your house and uh, the phone uh, detects them or the picture detects them and uh, it immediately starts recording it. And it records it for 30 seconds beyond of them being there. So it's all on on uh, video and it's in the cloud. And because it's in the cloud, they can't get to it if they break into your house. They can't find any kind of hardware that they can get it. It's up in the cloud. So they're they're caught in perpetuity and uh, you have it. And they can do that for your business as well. Alarm security monitoring, it's all there. And here's the uh, here's the best thing of all of it. I've, I always bring this at last. You pay for the service, the equipment is yours. You don't pay for that equipment, but it is yours to keep. Don't have to worry about it. Uh, pay for the service, not for the hardware. Billy Mack and the folks at ICU Protection. All right, back with you. Final uh, hour of the Dave Ellswick Show for a Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we are on Monday. And for many of us, only a four-day week. Tomorrow will be our Friday. Right. I'm looking forward to it. To be because honest. of Good Friday. That's correct. Now, Dave, you know that Easter falls essentially on the same time as Passover this year. And as you know, uh, being aware of biblical history, yes. the Last Supper was the Passover meal. The la- so- well, it's the Last Cup. Uh, that's what, what we celebrate, what we say that we're going to, everybody's going to get together at and do communion. Right. Communion is the final cup of the Passover meal. I think it's ridiculous that uh, Christian pastors don't say that the meal that they were having was the Passover because as you read the recount in Scripture, it says that Jesus sent him out to find a room to have Passover. Right, right. So it's really, this is a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend uh, for all of us here in Arkansas because, of course, the Jews and Christians are always very close because we understand it's Judeo-Christian values. I was over at Agape Church when they celebrated Israel at that event. Wasn't that event? And, of course, uh, they pointed out that, you know, Christianity doesn't exist without Judaism. That's right. Right? And so, of course... But Judaism still still exists if Christianity goes along. Right, but we're... We're, we're brothers and sisters. We are related, uh, and we uh, love each other, and we celebrate each other's uh, uh, wonderful uh, holidays. And I celebrate, for example, with you uh, and with the Corbett's uh, uh, every year, Christmas. Yeah. I'm at your house, or I'm at their house, or I'm at both, you know, one in the evening, one in the day. So it's really wonderful. And now uh, this weekend, uh, we have the the Seder meal, the Passover meal with the um, uh, the original Passover meal, of course, had the sacrificial had a lamb that was sacrificed. And Jesus is also referred to as the Paschal, meaning Passover lamb himself. Right. Because of the sacrifice that he provided. Correct. So the, you see the integration of Judaism and Christianity and how we really come from this common background. And it's such a joyous occasion. And Many know, but not all uh, uh, Christians know that 
Passover, unlike Hanukkah, Passover is probably the closest that Jews have to Christmas in the sense that it is the the, the event in which we all gather and we have a, a meal and, and it's joyous. Unfortunately, my family for the, is not coming in because they are still concerned about COVID. Maybe too much, maybe not enough. Who knows? But we'll celebrate remotely. Um, but it's truly a joyous occasion. <clears throat> and so it's so, and I love it. I love it when it overlaps with Easter because we see everybody celebrating uh, these historical times at exactly the same time. And, and it overlaps, of course, because the Jewish calendar is an old calendar, it's a lunar calendar. It's based on the moon. Well, the problem with the lunar calendar is at the end of the year, you wind up in the wrong month. So every four years, no, every less than four years, uh, about four years, instead of adjusting as we do on the solar calendar by a day, Mm -hmm. having a leap day, we have a leap month because we got to bring everything back into agreement. So that's why you see this kind of overlapping every few years, but not every year. I get a kick out of it. I really, I really do. And, uh, you know, I, I, if you've never been able to do a Seder, you need to do a Seder. Oh yeah. You really do. You'll have a new, found belief system in christianity i just tell you you will it it just fills your your heart with what you learn but uh yeah we'll have friday night at my church we'll have uh we'll 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 sell the uh, share the elements together i just want everybody to know that that meal that they were having was the passover meal that is the, that is the they think that is the oldest a ritual in religion in the world. Isn't that interesting? Isn't yeah. that interesting? That uh, that is held consistently right. year right. after year That's after right. year. They think that that is the oldest as far as that goes. And I, uh, you know, I just remember what the Apostle Paul told us when he said that, uh, you know, we're grafted into the vine, as he says, uh, of the true religion, which was Judaism. Of course, uh, and uh, Paul was originally Saul, yeah. Uh, and he, uh, uh, like Jesus. The Pharisee Jesus, of the Pharisees. Right, was Jewish, right. He right. was a hardcore dude, man. That's right. The guy that was hanging, you know, they, they talk about there was a guy that was holding the coats as they were throwing the stones at, at Stephen. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was Saul of Tarsus. It was Paul. Before. Before. His conversion mm-hmm. on the road to Damascus. So anyway, something just to keep in mind. And uh, yeah, I always like to tell people that Jesus was a Jew. I drive them nuts at my church about that. I've taught a lot of classes about the, sim- the similarities and and why you, you know, well, just a lot of different things. So, um, next time I'm going to teach a class, I'll let you know if you want to come over and go to the class. Wonderful, and wonderful. Check it and check it out. It's a lot of fun. I like you know, I like to for people to understand that. All right, so we got Bill O'Reilly coming up. Um, he's going to talk to us. Be interesting to see if he talks about. Uh, the murders in New York. Yeah, really uh, unbelievable. At the, uh, uh, of course, on the subway. So right. uh, if he does, we'll come back and I'll let uh, Robert talk a little bit about it. He hasn't lived over in the East Coast for a while, but he did at one time. All right, with you, we're waiting on uh, Bruce Westerman here to give us a call. And then the congressman will be on with us. And I just sent him a quick text. said, ready? Because <laughs> probably he's walking into his office it's funny sometimes when he calls uh you'll hear people in the background going good morning congressman and stuff like that as he's walking down the hall and stuff 
And he's saying, hi, how you doing? You know, that kind of stuff. So anyway, we want to get him on. I want to talk to him a little bit more about, I want to take him back in time when he was a state representative and um, he was looking to get around the Lakeview case. Now, the Lakeview case says you got to have equal funding in education. And that's when he came up with, well, the best equal education that we can do is every student is given X amount of dollars by the state for their education, and they use it as they want. So back then, we didn't call it scholarships. We called it vouchers. Vouchers, sure. Now you don't say vouchers because the left is taken. I still say it. And they try to make it into uh, a, t- a terrible, terrible, terrible thing, which it's not. It's uh, a good thing. and uh, But they want you to believe that it will be the end of public education. It will not be. All it means is that you, as the parent, will have more of a say in what your child is being taught. You won't have to worry about, like, what <coughs> excuse me they're going through right now in Oregon or in Washington State or New Jersey or in uh, California teaching your kid about, you know, boy parts and girl parts and uh, neutral parts and starting in uh, kindergarten with it. You know, I made this point uh, when I did an interview on Conduit News. I said that the people that own the schools... Are the people. Are the people. Exactly. So it's not to be set by uh, uh, the administrators, the agenda, that is. It's not to be set by the teachers union. Uh, And by the way, I'm a teacher. Um, It's to be set by the people. And some leftists started crowing at me. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Uh, Where are the teachers unions uh, 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 setting the agenda? Well, here's the point. The, the the subjects that are being taught are being driven. We saw up in Fayetteville the records that I helped get for the plaintiff, Isla Campbell, uh, on a Freedom of Information Act right. request that showed they're teaching CRT. I saw a video here in Little Rock where they're pushing CRT notions. Uh, and so who's driving that? That's not being driven by the public. That's being driven by... Some group of teachers, I call that the teachers' union. Yeah. Um, and we need to let the agenda be determined by the parents. After that, of course, the teachers teach the topics. But I don't need woke leftism being taught to my kids. We see a similar thing, by the way, Dave, uh, something that Dan Sullivan has raised. You go into a public library and in the children's section, They have some of these explicit materials regarding uh, relationships and uh, and LGBTQ plus and all this stuff. And the conservatives have simply said, you know, when this stuff is really explicit, don't put it in the children's section. So if you as a parent want to go to the adult section and get it for your kid, have at it. 
Nobody's saying take it out of the library that I've heard. They're saying take it out of the children's section. And to my surprise, frankly, I don't know why, maybe, the woke left says, no, it needs to be there in front of the children for them to take on their own. Well, you've heard Missy here on the, uh, the, the show. Yeah, of course. And she was told by a librarian. That we're going, we we're not going to allow your straight, you straight Christians to strip this from our children. It's unbelievable. That lady should lose her job That's immediately. Right. That's right. That's what I mean by not having parents set the agenda. This time in the library, they own the libraries. The public does the same way they own the public schools. The parents set the agenda for the children's section in the library. The parents set the agenda for what's being taught in schools, not the teachers, not the administrators. The parents set the agenda. Yeah, well, they're supposed to set the well, agenda. To be clear, that's uh, what I'm saying is not what is actually happening. No, it's what's supposed to be happening. Yes, that's exactly right. You're correct. I, I just go, I go, I get uh, irritated with a lot of this. I, I, right. I saw when I was I had kids in school, and, and and at that time it was creative writing, and they were saying this was the way to teach a kid how to write, and they didn't have to correct the words they were right, writing or anything. Right. They, they couldn't even read what they were writing, but that was supposed to, you know, turn loose their creative juices. And I just said, well, what about spelling? And the, the, this one teacher looked at me as serious as though she were having a heart attack, and said, well, that's why. And Mr. Ellswick, and back here, it was just getting started with Dragon Rider and all that. And it's, uh, you know, spell spell check. Right, what right. It was. And uh, we'll, they'll have that on their computer. And, it, and uh, you know, it, it, it'll spell all the misspelled words. But we know how well that's turned out. All right. Now, I'm, I'm talking that's 30-odd years ago. And they're still having problems. But I looked at her, and I just said, there, there, there. Which one is it going to spell? Does it know grammar? And, and and that's what they'll tell you. They really don't have uh, this down enough that, that it, it understands grammar. So bottom line is you're setting kids up to fail. And then God forbid that something would happen and we wouldn't have computers the way we have today. What do you do then? You know, what do you do then? It's just like doing math. You don't have a computer. Oh, my God, how do you add? You know, you're supposed to learn that stuff. You learn that stuff. And part of it is, is yes, rote learning. Two plus two equals four. You learn that rotely. You don't right. You don't uh, have to sit down and, and say, well, if I have two things here and then I add two more things over here, now I got four. That's new math. Get that stuff out of here. We don't need it. We don't, we don't need it. You, when you were a kid, did you have to? Did you have to learn your multiplication tables? Of course, and we learned not both anymore. Way. Really? No, not Crazy. anymore. Crazy. You don't have to learn cursive either. You know, really? it's just. And you know what they're finding now? The teacher, the 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 the, the, the muckety mucks up in the ivory towers that tell us, well, you don't need to learn cursive. Then all of a sudden, ten years later, go wait a second, we've saw we've seen a downfall in the. Uh, use of, of of small muscle skills, and gosh, you know what? Maybe we should teach them cursive. You know, well, you've already got you got a generation of kids now that you can't go back and teach it to them. That's crazy. It's just 
it's nuts. It really is. You got me going on something. That well, it's I, good. I, I, I mean, you, when, when you go out on a rant, as we like to say, to borrow from Dennis Miller, of course. Yeah. Uh, you're right. You get it right. Yeah. We'll take a break. Final break. It looks like uh, perhaps the congressman is, has been delayed. Something has happened, and he may be not able to join with us. I've I've texted him a couple of times. I'm not getting any answers. That tells me he something's up. He may be tied up. up. Yeah, he's yeah, tied up. Something's up. So uh, 17 minutes till 8. We'll come back. We'll finish it up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about David Lucas Financial. Got a lot of great things up uh, ready to go with you. If you're concerned about out-of-control government spending, soaring inflation, political unrest, a rapid decline of the U.S. dollar, uh, i.e. the Biden administration, uh, you might want to look into perhaps supplementing your uh, savings and your uh, 401k, IRA, things of that nature with some silver and gold. But know that buying silver and gold is different than buying stocks and bonds, and you got to know how to do it. So if you'll call David Lucas, they're going to teach you how to do it. 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. And uh, they will teach you everything you need to know how to buy gold and silver. And you can learn how silver and gold could help you protect all of your assets. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial in Arkansas Registered Investment. All right, back with you. Uh, another story I got here. Report by the Labor Department that inflation in March rose by 8.5% compared to a year ago. is setting off new alarm bells among Democrats uh, that their Senate majority now is in serious trouble. Now, they never... They never said that the House wasn't in trouble. They knew that they were in trouble at the House because they lost 31 people that were going to, you know, didn't decide that they were going to run anymore. Uh, the bad news for Democrats is that inflation is projected to be a problem for at least the rest of this year. And there's not much they can do about it in the short term. And it's really souring uh, Americans' view of the economy. And guess what? They're not blaming Putin. They're blaming Biden and Democrats for it. It started before the war uh, with Putin invading uh, the Ukraine. It's that simple. So the notion that somehow this stems uh, from the war is nonsense. Yeah. It really, it really uh, unless is. there's a time machine. Did they go back in time? What exactly <laughs> happened? Is this time cop? Is this back to the future? It's such nonsense. We have been living under inflation. Of course, it starts with uh, uh, Biden saying, well, we can't have the pipeline. You know, Trump got us to energy independence. And then Biden puts a reversal on energy independence. And guess what? Now we're not getting a bunch of Russian oil and coal, etc. By the way, and, and we talk about how the mainstream media does not cover news the way they used to. No. All right. Yesterday, the president made a remark saying there in Ohio, hey, we're going to help you out. We're going to let them raise the amount of ethanol in gas from 10 to 15%. Right. Ruin more of our seals. Yeah. In, tw- in 2300 
filling stations. Do you know how many filling stations there are in America? My, my guess is somewhere between 100 and 200,000. Yeah, 164,000. I'm right on the money. Right? Now they're going to allow 2,300 of them. So, you know, you're shooting craps if you can find one. Of course. Okay, to quote, save six cents a gallon on fuel. Yeah. This is, his, and then the man says, and this irritates me more than anything else that he says. There's nothing I can do about this. You know, it's all Putin's fault. I can't do anything. BS. We were energy independent, independent. three years ago. Just reverse, Mr. President, and go back to what we were doing, and we'll get there again. But you're not willing to do it because you're so beholden on your knees to the Green New Deal people. And what are they doing for you? Well, they've determined already, I believe, you you can only be a one-term president. Your age is the other. But, I, I you know, it's just amazing to me that, you know, American... It amazes me the numbers are as close as they are uh, in people's minds about would you vote for you know Biden for another term? Are you out of your mind? It should be like five percent would vote for him again. Right. The man is a loser. Now I'll give him the respect because he's the president. Well, I'm not voting for him. But I, I vote for him last mean time. I, I'm not going to vote for him next time. I vote for him next time, and I, I didn't vote for him this time. That's right. So the bottom line is, uh, you know, I I want Republicans back in office and get us back to this in, in the energy independence that we had. Let's get back where you, you go to the, the filling station now and you're a buck thirty less on a gallon of gas. Come on, this is this is not rocket science. And by the way, why are we not suspending the state? tax on gas during these high prices. Why is that not happening? Because they want every freaking dollar they can get. Right. So when they, these people don't seem to understand, they work for us. And when times are tough, they need to provide us relief from the excessive taxation that we they are suffering from. They have a billion dollars in the rainy day fund. And here's the thing. Gas taxes are regressive. So the left should support this along with conservatives. And I'm hearing the same thing that I hear from my opponent. Crickets! Crickets! <laughs> well, it, it is what it is. And there's, you know, they should have done some of this during the special uh, financial time that they got together and dealt with it. I mean, seriously, they should have. And I mean, look, the governor can sign an executive order. Right. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Why is this not happening now? Sign it and be done with it and say, hey, I understand it's tough. Um, We're going to save you 28 cents a gallon. It's not a lot. It's huge. What are you talking about? It's It's 10% of the price of gas, and it's people have to fill up their cars all the time, and it's regressive uh, because it doesn't account for income at all. So this notion that we are the highest, highest gas tax in in the region, by the way. I will fix that, too. We're the highest gas tax in the region. And first of all, it should be reduced overall. And second of all, it should be suspended, suspended right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I go long. Okay, so we got him for a couple of moments. All right. Bring it on. Congressman Bruce Westerman joins us. What's up, Congressman? 
Well, it's storming over here in Garland County. I don't know know what it's doing. Oh, in, is uh, it? Little Rock. Yeah. Ooh, it's uh, it's, it's pretty you. dark here. Yeah. That's what it is. It's pretty dark here. We were just talking about something and get your your take on it. You know, the governor could sign a, an executive order giving us a break on the gas tax for a while. And we've got an inordinate amount of money, you know, in our rainy day fund, as they like to call it. Does it make sense to you that he should give, you know, Arkansans a little break on their gas? Uh, that would be a temporary fix, Dave. Well, it's I understand similar that. Similar to, to, to Biden pulling, uh, well, it, I don't think it'd be as bad as Biden pulling oil out of strategic petroleum reserve. Right. But... You know, what we need to do is start developing more energy, obviously. But the, uh, you know, the gas tax goes to fund road projects. But as you said, there is a surplus on the on the state side. So um, I, would ha- I wouldn't have near as much heartburn with that as I would if we were to uh, uh, roll back the, the federal gas tax, which I think that makes up more a lot more of it than the state gas tax does. Yeah, I would. Here's what I like to see him do. I mean, I, I heard the president say this again yesterday in Ohio. I can't do anything. It's like it's like he's he said this is the most powerful man on the face of the earth, and his hands are tied or something. I can tell what he can do. Go back to the way it was three years ago. We were in into energy yeah. independent. Just go. Just do that, Mister President. Well, he's done plenty to uh, hamper oil production. Yeah. Um, you know, they're trying to weasel out of this and make it look like Putin had something to do with it. But this has been brewing from, from day one, right? really, in the first few hours of his administration when he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. Goes back when uh, he was trying to get left to Bernie and he said he was going to end fossil fuel production on federal lands. And he followed that up with doing a moratorium on uh, leasing on federal lands. They've issued zero goose egg none permits on federal land since biden's uh, been in office and they try to spin this that there's nine thousand permits out there that are being unused that just shows the the level of intelligence that they have when it comes to producing energy on federal lands um they they should really get their facts right before they go out and start creating memes and headlines and trying to dupe the american people no then they do this this Saki gets up there and says now, let me remind you that the uh, Keystone Pipeline was not bringing gas into America. No, it's bringing oil oh that they're going to make it into gas. What? The woman, is she's a knucklehead. Well, they've got an agenda. I, I've said this in a lot of interviews. They have no energy policy. They have an energy agenda. Or they have no energy plan. They have an energy agenda. And it's not just Keystone. That's the one that gets all the headlines. But we can't get gas to New England because they won't let a pipeline go through New York um, and uh, and other places along the East Coast. There's enough natural gas in the Marcellus Shell in Pennsylvania to meet all of our domestic needs, plus have a lot to export for a long, long time. That's just in the Marcellus Shell. Now, well, uh, you start looking at West Texas and other places. It's uh, they've they've got themselves in a the corner and they're they're trying to explain their way out of it, but they they don't have any basis. Yeah, it's just like what uh, Ricky used to say to Lucy: you "Got a lot of explaining to do." All right, anyway, yeah, we got to let you go. Have a great Easter, Congressman. 
You too, Dave. I, I got to run. Thank you very much. All right. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., Lieutenant Colonel Conrad Reynolds in the studio with Steinbuck me. on Sundays yep. at noon. Yep. You don't want to miss that as well. And we'll even have Joe and Russell talk about cars with you a little bit tomorrow. Until then, you have a great day. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.